Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, so it's November, which means it's basic. It's practically Christmas season, right? Yeah. Because what have what have we been listening to all day? All I want. No, well, we All I want for Christmas is you. Man, and guess what we have in our house? What's in the bag waiting to get put up? A Christmas tree. A Christmas tree. It's officially here. Christmas season is here. And we're going to put it up tomorrow. And it's a white one with snow. Yep. We're going to put up tomorrow while Peyton's uncle's here. He's visiting from France. We have more family from France. My French stepdad uncle. I mean, no, what? My French step uncle. Mm -hmm. And guess who's coming next? His daughter, which is your French step cousin. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think she's... I want to say she's 13, so she's like totally cool teenager. But I'm gonna, all I'm gonna hear is, yeah, but maybe you can teach her English and she can teach you French. Oh, I bet you guys would be good. Okay, let's get to the book. Let's get to the book. Because guess what? Oh, you guys are gonna have to figure it out. Yep. I know exactly how to. Bonjour. That's right, you can say bonjour. Oh, look, little Miss Waffles is looking for some food. That's my snake. Okay, we'll get some food tomorrow, little lady. I bet, dude, these oh, these snakes are pigs. Hmm? It smells like coconut oil for me. Really? Let me see. Interesting. It smells like, cause, you know why? Because I wear coconut spray sometimes, so I bet you right a little here, bit. Right here, right here. Okay, let me see. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? The Graveyard Riddle. By, so you can by Lisa Thompson. I think you're going to say that for years. <laughs> Chapter 9. My first thought was that I didn't think spies wore red-knitted cardigans. Spies wore inconspicuous clothes like dark suits or long gray Macintosh coats. Coats that would help them blend into the background. This boy was wearing trousers that were far too short for him and a cardigan that could have been seen about three miles away. What are trousers? Pants. I forgot. Yep, it's just another. Oh, gosh, we should be writing these down. Do you should we write these down? Like all the words that we noticed that were different, that would be kind of cool. That's a loud water bottle. Sorry, it's okay. Um, he stood a little taller in front of me. A spy, I said. Hal nodded. Frankie sat back down, realizing that we weren't leaving after all. Remember, his name is Hal Vincent. You guys. I wound his leash up a couple of times around my hand. You don't look like a spy, I said cautiously. You look too ordinary. Hal smiled. That's deliberate, of course. Who would suspect me? You don't look old enough to be a spy either, I said. How old are you, 15, 16 at the most? I'm old enough, he said. And anyway, who says spies have to be adults? We have to look like look like the people that you would least expect. I still wasn't convinced. That doesn't sound right, I said. Hal thought for a minute. Let me put it this way, he said. There is a lot of highly confidential work that's happening around all of us, Melody Bird. Even I don't even know all about it. But what I do know is that sometimes 
Us not knowing is in our best interest. Do you understand? Go ahead, let it out. Go ahead. Peyton has to burp and she was too polite to let it out, but that's all right. I thought for a moment, no, not really, I said. Anyways, there can't be much spy work in a graveyard. That's where you're wrong, he said. Follow me. He turned and went back into the other room. I stood I stood there for a moment, wondering if I should go home and leave this boy to a strange make-believe world. I was intrigued, though. I followed, kept keeping Frankie close, and stood in the doorway. Hal was standing by the dirty window. The corners were thick with spiderwebs, and a collection of dead flies lay belly up along the edge of the glass. There he is. Hal checked a digital watch on his wrist. Right on time, he glanced up at me. You can come see if you'd like, but keep out of sight. He is highly dangerous. I don't know. I have no idea who he is. I walked closer. All I could see was the crumbling wall and the top weeds and some gravestones. There's no one there, I said quietly. Look closer. He's over there on the right, whispered Hal. It took a few more steps until I was standing right beside him. This time, I saw who he was pointing at. Though the gap in the window and across the weeds, I could see a man. He was standing in front of one of the new, newer headstones in the main path sheltering under a red umbrella with his with his head main path sheltering under a red umbrella with his head slightly bowed that said hal is a, is martin stone one of the most notorious criminals of the 25th century century the man looked to be around 26 years old or so and he was wearing dark trousers a light a light beige jacket and took a white handkerchief out of his pocket shook it open with one hand blew his nose he didn't look like a notorious criminal to me. Are you sure? I said he looks, well, ordinary. Hal snorted. Yes, he probably does. He likes to pretend that he's just a regular guy. Oh, gosh. But he's been tra- I've been tracking him for months. I wondered what he meant by we. Oh, we've been tracking him for months. What has he done? I said. Hal smirked. What hasn't he done? He said. Martin Stone has left a path of devastation behind him. Grievous bodily harm, money laundering, blackmail, theft. That's the, that's the one we're hoping to get him on. We believe that he was behind a theft of a valuable necklace known as the Kingfisher Necklace taken from the Fitzwilliam Museum in Cambridge, in Cambridge a few years back. The precious jewels match the color of the bird, an orange and blue sapphire, an emerald and diamonds. Our source leads us to believe that at last the necklace is on the move to a new home. Martin Stone might make, might make the handover any day now. I watched as the man stretched his palm out in front of the umbra- out in front beneath the umbrella. It wasn't raining anymore, and he closed the umbrella and gave it a shake. He took one more look at, a, at the grave and then turned away. He's going, I said, watching him, st- watching as the top of the man's head disappeared from view. Shouldn't you do something to follow him? Hal shook his head. I'm not interested. I'm I'm not here to arrest him. I'm here to observe, to make notes, to report back to my officials. We need to find out where the Kingfisher necklace is first. Then we can make a move. The necklace is the key to his arrest. If we can catch him in the act of dealing stolen stolen goods, we've got him. I looked outside as the rain dripped off of the leaves of a tree. I wasn't sure about any of this. Hal turned away slightly and then pulled pulled his sleeve back and began to talk into a digital watch on his wrist. The stone has moved. I repeat, the stone has moved. Over. I listened for a reply, but I didn't hear one. 
I tried to see if he was wearing an earpiece, but his brown hair was quite long over his ears, so I couldn't tell. Who are you talking to, I said. Hal looked up, and I thought I saw a twinkle in his eye. I'm guessing you've heard of M15 and M16, M16, or M15 and M16, he said. I nodded. Well, my bosses are M18. It's a tight team. The Worley Tower branch. We're small, but highly effective. Hang on a minute, I said. You're called Hal Vincent and working for the Worley Tower branch of M18, and you're speaking out, and you're, you're stalking out a dangerous criminal called Martin Stone who was wanted for theft. I'm not, I'm, I'm not being funny, but are you supposed to be telling me any of this? Isn't that classified? I folded my arms and raised my eyebrows. Hal pressed the tips of his fingers together. We only share things we want you to know, Melody Bird, he says. We're trained for encounters with members of the public and have skills to use to take to our advantage. He he smiled. Have you considered that maybe I'm deliberately sharing information with you so you can help me in the case? I looked around bleak, the bleak cold room and then towards a crumpled blanket on the floor and the rucksack. On the blanket was a pencil, a pencil case and a notepad. If you're a spy, then I'm guessing you know what, what this place used to be, I said. Hal didn't react. It was a plague house, he said. That's where they locked up the sick to keep them from infecting others. Can you imagine how terrifying that must have been? Trapped in a cold, dark building, knowing that you were just waiting to die? Hal's eyes darted around the room. That's awful, he whispered. I nodded. Yep. They would have been waiting, writhing in agony, knowing that they would never feel sunlight on their faces ever again. I I said... I stayed silent. All you could hear was the wind rattling against the window pane. Suddenly, Frankie shook himself, making his holler jingle, and we both jumped. But I guess it's a kind of thing. This kind of thing isn't scary for real-life secret agent, isn't it? Hal didn't say anything. His face drained of any color. Right, well, I'm going now, I said. I can't wait to tell my mom about this. Hal took a step towards me and gripped the top of my arms. No, Melody Bird, you cannot tell a soul that I am here. He said, you'll ruin the work, all the work that I've done. If anyone knows that I'm here, then all of our work will have been for nothing. This entire operation will be blown. Martin Stone will walk away just like he's done every other time. I shook him off and I took, I stepped backwards. I recognized the look in his eyes. I'd seen it in Matthew when he thought he'd come in contact with germs. He was scared. Hell definitely wasn't faking that part. It's imperative that no one knows I'm here. There are really dangerous criminals out there, he said. His eyes turned to the window. My life could depend on it. That man didn't look anything like a criminal, I said. You have no idea what he's capable of, Hal said. If Martin Stone or any of his gang find out that I'm here, then I'll be wishing I was the plague victim. He looked of fear in his eyes that was making me nervous. Oh, the look of fear in his eyes was making me nervous. Was that old man really dangerous? Could Hal be telling me the truth? I needed to think it over. Okay, I said. Hal gave me a small smile. I really do have to go, though, I said. I live in Chestnut Clothes, just through the alleyway. I walk Frankie here every day, so I might see you again. If you're still trying to, crep- if you're still trying to catch criminals, of course. Hal snipped. Maybe, he said. But don't let anyone see you coming here. I nodded and walked back to the front door with Frankie. We went outside and made our way through the damp weeds. There was definitely something strange going on here. I just needed to figure out exactly what it was. I should talk to Mum and let her know what was going on after all. I hadn't actually said the words, I promised to Hal. 
We walked through the we walked down the alleyway and I stopped. Mum was standing on the doorsteps waving at someone getting into their car. They drove up they drove off down chestnut close. It must have been somebody viewing the house. I stepped out of sight and waited until the front door closed. Suddenly, any thoughts about telling Mum about Hal in the graveyard vanished. Mum had lied to me. She kept a secret so big. We had to leave our home and she hadn't even told me. Frankie looked up at me, wondering why we'd stopped. I made up my mind. If mom could keep a secret from me, I could keep a, I could keep a secret from her. Ruh row. Okay, what do you think? You think he's a real spy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what the book's about after all, right? I don't think that that's really what's going on, but I think that maybe he knows something. What do you think? Ooh, okay, let's go, to, let's go to the next one and see what's happening. Eee! What about you? It's starting to get good. This book is starting to get good.